Hello friends, welcome to Success for Whole Ass Humans. I'm your host, Shari Bellucci, success strategist and well-being coach for entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, activists, and thought leaders. I'll be your guide as well as your companion along the journey to cultivating a life grounded in your version of success while navigating the ups and downs that come with living a life as a whole ass human. We're often all going through such similar experiences and yet we still feel isolated in them. I've created this space because I know that there's power in having our experiences normalized and how deeply transformative it is to know that you are not alone. If you're going through an experience that's challenging or complex in your life or business and your brain has hit a wall, I want this to be the space that helps you open up that dialogue and conversation with yourself so you can explore and look at things in a way that ultimately helps you feel better and lighter. Like all of my content, my intention is not to present a one-size-fits-all solution, but to offer you possibilities to help you move through the stuckness so you can truly embrace your identity as someone who gets to create wild success, whatever that means for you, while being a whole-ass human. Let's dive into today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about a really cool topic that I'm excited to dive into, and that is getting big results with a small audience. I want to talk about some of the things I've seen behind the scenes with working with my launch clients and my business coaching clients, and also use myself as a piece of evidence here because I think it's just really powerful to be able to actually see and like witness the truth of what's going on versus just hearing about it. Um, I think sometimes when we don't have evidence of things, like our brains can create more stories about what's possible. And sometimes just like seeing something that is literally opposed to the belief that you hold is a really nice way of being able to open up that possibility for yourself. Because I think it's really important and just really powerful in helping you affirm that what you're doing is enough and helping you, you know, create some of those beliefs and, and feel like the goals, your income goals, the client goals, all of those things are actually a lot closer than you probably are telling yourself that they are. So here's the thing. When people talk about a small audience, I hear this from a lot of like the big influencers um, and big like marketing experts in, in the industry is they'll say small audience, but they'll mean like thousands <laughs> or tens of thousands, right? I am like talking small. <laughs> um, I'm talking about like a couple hundred people on Instagram, maybe a couple thousand people on Instagram, maybe a couple hundred people in your Facebook group. It might be people who listen to your podcast downloads. It might be, um, it could be any of the platforms. The platform totally doesn't matter. What matters most is like the engagement of your audience and where you're showing up most regularly, right? And so, what I want to start off with talking about today is this difference in how we think about social media, particularly in business. And that's what I think makes the difference between whether a small audience works for you or not. And so it's this perspective shift from thinking about social media for engagement versus thinking about it for conversion, right? And so the difference here is that engagement is the kind of metrics and insights that the platforms give us, right? These are likes, these are comments, these are shares, these are replies, these are views. Those are all engagement-based metrics, right? When we talk about conversions, what we're talking about are people taking the action that we want them to take. So that's 
booking a discovery call, that's purchasing a package, that's sending an email or or answering a question that you drop in your stories. It's replying to something, right? Any action that you actually want people to take off of social media or within social media, like if it's to reply to a post and DM you a question, that type of thing, those are conversions, okay? And it's really important to distinguish engagement from conversions when we're talking about social media. And this is something that my marketing background is really showing, right? Because this is one of the key things that I help my done-for-you clients with, or I, I had helped my done-for-you clients with. Um, if you're new here, I was previously a marketing consultant and I worked with my clients on launching their one-to-one and group programs. And I fully transitioned over into business coaching uh, this summer. And so we kind of have like these two perspectives, right? But I tend to look at things from a marketing hat. And so one of the things um, that I want to say here is just what works versus what gets engagement is not always the same. And so we kind of want to like learn to discern when do we need engagement to tell us if something's working versus when do we allow engagement not to tell us anything about the results of what's possible. And I know it's a fine line. And again, if you guys have questions around this, I'm happy to answer them directly because it's a very nuanced conversation, which is probably why, you know, it doesn't get talked about a ton in this way because it, it can be really hard to articulate in one place in a form without looking at the specific situation. But what I want to say here is that when we create content designed to convert, right, that's like get people to book a call with us, get people to buy our packages, which is why most of us service-based businesses are on social media, right, is as a venue for marketing our packages as a way of selling our services. And so I think it's really important to think through that lens versus thinking from an engagement lens because engagement is a lot broader of an umbrella, right? You can have people who like you and connect with you and don't buy from you. And you have to decide if that's like the way that you want to use social media, which most most people that I talk to are like, no, I actually want to like get paid. I want to get clients. Right. And so from then you want to take a conversion lens. So you do obviously always want some engagement, but engagement in so far as it's getting you to that end goal of conversion. Right. And so the difference here, I think, is in the perspective of how you view content and how you're measuring it. If you're measuring something based on engagement, you could have something that performs really well, but doesn't encourage people to take the action. If you're looking at conversion, you might be willing to quote unquote sacrifice engagement or overlook something that doesn't perform well according to the algorithm or the metrics, but actually gets you the results you're desiring out of that post in business, right? really good example of this is like a post I did um, a few months ago and it got like what, like nine or 10 likes. And I got 12 emails in my inbox from that. And so what's really important there is like, yes, it's not looking like it performed well. People didn't have a lot to say on the matter. They might not have even liked the post that much, but people were still consuming that content and responding and taking the action that I wanted them to take. So how many of us would be like absolutely thrilled if people booked a package with us but didn't really like our posts, right? Most of us are like, yeah, that's totally fine with me. And so it's important to make sure that we're not making engagement mean so much that we try to alter our content to be engaging and we're making sure that we're also prioritizing content that converts, right? Content that converts often requires you to lean more fully into sales, right? 
to be selling your offer, to be finding a way that you can do that, that feels an integrity for you and to be very forthright with your selling, right? Which is usually the edge for a lot of people when they're either new to entrepreneurship or they've been in entrepreneurship and just haven't, haven't worked that muscle or have some sort of, have a loaded feeling about sales. They've either been sold to in a way that made them feel crappy. They've either observed others selling and they don't like the way other people are doing it. And they just don't have, you just haven't encountered like a, a selling process that actually feels an integrity for you. Right. And so the work there then is like, okay, how do I get good at sales? How do I figure out what's true for me in sales and how do I sell unapologetically? And that is like the number one thing I think is that is true for people who are able to get really big results with a small audience is that they're pretty unapologetic about selling and they're willing to put content that converts over content that engages. And again, I'm not saying that engagement is not important. I'm not saying that it's not important to connect with people and to be getting comments and all of that. What I'm saying here is that the purpose and intention behind your content is a little bit different there, right? The, the purpose is to connect with people in a way that, that encourages them to work with you in your paid containers, to go in deeper in the transformation by working with you one-on-one or in your program or in your course, right? Versus connecting with them on a common point that they just want to chat with you about. And those are two very different things when we're business owners. And so I just want to like normalize because this is something that I've seen come up a lot with clients is that your sales posts might get low engagement. And that's fine. Like the purpose of a of a sales or promo post is not to get engagement, it's to get conversions. So often in your content strategy, you'll have a mixture of, you know, value-centered content where you'll be either educating or inspiring or sharing something about your work or about your life and your journey. Anything that's focused on serving up value is going to be like in one bucket, right? That's designed to connect with people, to resonate, to draw them in. And then you're also probably going to have like strictly sales posts. And when I say sales posts, I don't mean like a story of a post with a small call to action at the bottom. I'm talking about like a whole damn post that like talks about your services and why you're the best person for people to work with and what your magic is and the transformation that you deliver in your services, right? Like full on dedicated posts to selling, right? And so you'll typically see that people who are fully booked, people who are making, you know, a shit ton of money have gotten really comfortable with selling explicitly. And they'll often have a mixture of how they choose to serve up content that is value centered, education centered, however you want to put that and content that is sales focused, right? And so I think just wanted to do a little bit of normalizing there for you all and just say that if your sales posts are getting less engagement, that does not mean you're doing anything wrong. That's totally normal. And in fact, it's also intentional because the intent with that sales post is not to generate engagement. It's to generate conversion. And the other thing I'll say there too, is that there's definitely a compound effect that occurs with sales posts too, right? If you've heard the metric that people need to see something seven times before they really like store it in their brain and take action. And I heard last year, like amid COVID that that number went up to 10, just because we're being more and more saturated with asks and content uh, in the online space, particularly as a lot of us have been home during the pandemic and during quarantine, right? Is we're faced with even more things vying for our attention. And so if you think about that, or you even think about your own business or buying activity, right? Like how many times do you actually engage with the content that you're thinking about buying, right? 
Often we're reading something, we're consuming it, we're storing it in our brains, but we're not doing anything outwardly to indicate our interest. And this has been so true for me and my business and for colleagues that I know in the online space, right? It's like often the person who buys is actually a lurker, someone that we hadn't flagged as being like a lead, but they were there on the background consuming all of our content, buying into what we were sharing, like making a mental note, so to speak, and following along our journey silently. And so it's really important, especially with sales content, um, not to put all of the pressure on one sales post, but to see it as like, okay, it's normal if the sales post doesn't get as much engagement as the other post doesn't mean I need to stop doing sales posts or that my sales posts aren't working. It just means that they're serving a different objective. And you can also trust as you're like working up to doing more sales posts or increasing the frequency there that what you really want is that compound effect. So like it's, you know, one sales post does not a launch make. You'll keep sharing your sales posts and you can trust that there are lurkers on the other end who are consuming those posts and who might not buy until that fifth or seventh or tenth interaction. And so give yourself some grace there and some time to really let that new strategy, so to speak, if if you haven't been in the habit of explicitly selling um, in your posts, like give yourself some time for that strategy to play itself out. So, you know, pick a very easy target of like 10 right? If you know that people need 10 interactions, okay, like look at once you've posted 10, like, are you seeing any increased interest in inquiries and DMs or whatever action you're having people take in booking calls? Like that's how you can tell if that conversion action is working, but you need to give it some breathing room for your audience to catch up and also to see it and to lurk and consume and then take the action. So just wanted to normalize that it's okay um, if people aren't engaging with your sales posts as much. That's the point. That's perfectly fine. We need both in our business, both the conversion and the engagement. The other thing I want to share about this whole small audience thing and what I've noticed is just that I think what people with small audiences do differently, small audiences who, you know, are running profitable businesses or booked out businesses, in addition to selling unapologetically, I think they're also just being a whole ass human in their business and really personalizing their sales process. And I think that's how you can have a really small community and get really big results from a sales perspective, from a client's perspective, from a growth perspective, is when you're really able to show people that individualized attention, you're able to show them that you're a human being, connect with them on that level, and they feel seen as a whole human being too. And that just accelerates the no like trust factor, right? That's why some bigger accounts can sometimes struggle with this because once you're at a a high scale of like having a ton of followers or people in your audience, it becomes unsustainable to be able to interact with every single person in your audience one-on-one, right? You'd be in your DMs forever. You'd be in your email forever. And so they have to come up with more creative strategies for being able to match that like personalized connection point. But when you have a small audience, it's a lot easier to do. And so you're really going for quality over quantity when you have a small audience, right? You're making sure that like you're really doing a good job of connecting with the people there. You're making sure that you're you're speaking to each person like as an individual and not just sending a link and being like book a call. You're really like taking some time to maybe send them some voice notes in the DMs to maybe talk back and forth about whatever it is in stories, just like really building those connections like you would in real life in the 3D world. But you're able to do that with your audience to the point that they trust you and they're seeing the sales content, they're aware of what you're offering. And so it kind of becomes more of a no brainer to work with you. 
or if they're not in a position where they're looking to work with someone like you, right, they're going to be like flagging you mentally and referring other people to work with you or will work with you when they're ready and when they are in a position where they're seeking what you're offering. And so I think that's just really helpful to, to see there too. And um, I actually made a couple notes of different audience sizes of my most recent clients and myself and like where that falls income wise on the business. Cause I think that will be really some cool things just for your brain to like simmer and play with and just help you like really ground in like what's possible here and really disassociate the number of followers you have from your earning potential, from your, you know, possibility of your results in your business, because that's the thing I hear over and over again, or I used to hear it a lot when I was doing the marketing consulting. And it definitely comes up with my coaching clients too, is people feel like you don't have enough people in your audience to buy what you have to offer, or like you need to grow your audience. And that's the key to making more sales and more. I I think there's been one situation where I've like recommended to a client to focus on audience growth first, but every other situation, it's been like, actually, let's focus on going deeper with the audience you have versus going like wider and trying to get more people into your audience. You actually have people here who are warmed up, who are interested, who like are a possible fit for what you have to offer. We need to just do a better job of communicating that outward and really connecting with people so they trust that you're the best person to help them with this problem. And so let that be permission for you to like really go deep and think about ways that you can get creative in connecting with the existing audience you have versus spinning your wheels trying to grow your audience. You probably have more than enough people to pay your prices, to desire what you have to offer and to fill out your programs right now. And if you're starting like from zero from scratch, just know that like you don't have to take a very long time to grow your audience. When I started my business, I did not have an Instagram account. I am not a native Instagrammer, right? And so I actually created an Instagram account for my business and learned Instagram while trying to learn it for my business. And so I started from like ground zero with followers. And if that's you, that's totally fine too. If you're starting a new Facebook group, if you're starting an email list, we all start from ground zero at some point. But the point is that like, you don't have to like do it for years in order to be able to turn that into a profitable business. And that's what I really want you to know here is like, all you need is a couple of people to be able to really make this work for you. And it's more about attracting the right people and really speaking to them in a way that resonates and that allows you to connect and makes you a clear fit to work together. So I'm going to share kind of a really fun little breakdown and I'm going to share the audience sizes of clients who have made less than 50k in annual revenue and the audience sizes of clients who have made 100k or more in annual revenue just to kind of get your brain flowing okay so this is the audience size for some clients who made less than fifty thousand dollars in their annual revenue 1400 570 600 14,000 isn't that interesting? We've got everything from like 14,000 to 500 followers. And then if we look at clients who have made over 100,000, right? I've got 300, I've got 1,800, and I've got 15,000, right? And the 300 in this case is me. And I think that's just so interesting to see is that like they're really clearly isn't a correlation here between audience size and income potential, right? And I just broke it down into those 
two simple categories just to show you, right? But like, obviously, like crossing the six figure mark, there's also a whole spectrum there, right? But I just like pulled this from like recent clients that I work with off the top of my head in the in the last little while, because I thought it was so interesting to see that like, you can actually have a very large follower number, and they may not be converting. And so like, the work there is around like, how do I create a process to convert them and create content that converts for them? And then vice versa, like you can have a really small audience and be having a really successful business. And I think that's one of the things, you know, in my content that I've realized, like I need to overcome or like really get better about owning. And that's part of why I wanted to do this live was because I realized that some people were landing on my profile reaching out to me and they thought I was new to business and they, you know, thought that like I was just really early on. And so I was having to actually communicate like, no, actually I like have been in business for a couple of years and, you know, I've increased my revenue. And so like, I just realized that that was something that was a little bit unusual for a lot of people. And so I had really focused on depth over width, I guess you could say, or volume, right? I was really focused and I still remain focused on quality over quantity. I trust that my audience size will grow, but I also know that like the way that I've put my energy isn't necessarily into audience growth, it's into like audience connection, right? So I really love like doing one-on-one coffee chats. I love doing, you know, having long, long ass deep conversations in the DMs. I like networking in person. Like there's so many ways that I like to connect with people one-on-one because that's just the way that feels best for me to like network and get to know people on a deeper level than it is for me to like go and do a bunch of cold outreach or, or things like that. And also, you know, a lot of accounts do tend to have like bots and other automated ways of gaining followers. And so the quality of <laughs> of your following comes into play there. But I know that like when I post something, right, and the more I share about it, there are people in my audience who are ready to buy. And so for me, fully booked, you know, will be somewhere between like 10 and 20 clients. So of course, in an audience of 300, like, yes, it's 300 followers, and that's not a ton, but also I don't need that many clients to be fully booked. So that will also dictate like what your audience size needs to be, right? Like, Another client of mine might, if she runs a group program, right, she might be able to take on like 50 clients, 100 clients in a year. And so her audience size might need to be a little bit larger. But like, depending on what your offer is and what you're trying to sell, that'll give you an idea. You want your audience size to clearly like exceed or be double the number of spots you have in your program. But like, as far as what's possible there, most of us don't need tens of thousands of people to be able to purchase our programs in our in a year, does that make sense? And so I hope that just gives you some permission and some relief there around the size of your audience and what's possible. And also gives you some starting points of where to focus if you do have a small audience and you're not seeing the results you wanna see in your business, how can you get to a place where you feel really comfortable selling unapologetically? And you can kind of do some of those reframes for yourself around what a sales post should look like, how a sales post should perform, and really think about like the purpose and intention of a sales post is conversion over engagement. And then the other thing is also like, how can you really bring more of the human element of who you are and your connection with people when you are in outreach and sales conversations to help build that connection and just really like humanize the whole damn process, right? Because humans buy from other humans, we connect with people and trust them more when we see them as whole human beings. And so that's another way that you can accelerate the process of connection and, 
end up with more people who are aligned clients and who actually are willing to pay for your services and your audience is when you can really bring more of that human element to your sales process. So that's all I've got for y'all today. I hope this was helpful and I'm happy to um, do more about, you know, leveraging a small audience. If you guys are curious about this topic, I'm really passionate about it. Um, and I love it because I think it just really does such a good job of showing us what's possible. If we decide that we want to reach for something, we can make it work with whatever audience we're, we're nurturing on whatever platform lights us up the most. And so I think there's just so much, um, so much room to play here and to, I don't to get excited about, right? Like, cause it means that your goals are way closer than, than you're feeling them to be. And so if you are looking for a coach to support you as you grow your audience or to help you figure out like what sales process or marketing strategy really works for you, you can book a free discovery call and we can just chat through what your goals are in your business, where you'd like to go and whether or not I can support you and hold space for you and help you facilitate that transformation. So that's all I've got for y'all today and I will talk to y'all soon. Thank you for listening to Success for Whole Ass Humans. If you enjoyed this episode or have found this podcast valuable in your business journey, please leave us a review so that more people can find us and we can keep spreading the message that we get to be whole ass humans and create wild success. If you want to connect with me more, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Shari Bellucci and I will see you all next time.